everybody. I'm Terry Moore, your host, and welcome to season three of the Travel Tube Podcast, where travel, as you know, is all about the anticipation, the preparation, and the satisfaction of it all. And two, well, that's all about the vibe. Welcome to the first episode of season three. I am so happy to be back with you. Um, The break between the end of season two and the beginning of season three was a little longer than I expected, but hey, nevertheless, I'm back. And guess what? I'm bringing the travel to you. But first, I want to provide some updates. So although we're still dealing with, you know, the pop-up COVID variants, The fact of the matter is the vaccines and the boosters have been flowing. And some people, like myself, have made the decision to embrace the new normal and move on with life. I am happy to say that in 2021, I personally traveled internationally three times. I went to Africa twice, west and south, and to France. I traveled domestically to Las Vegas, Martha's Vineyards, and to Florida. I also had over 200 clients travel throughout the U.S. and the Caribbean, and all the travel was done without any incidents of COVID. So yes, that was a blessing, and I do not take it lightly. So because travel has picked up quite a bit since the onset of the pandemic, Um, And because the pace of life in general has picked back up, I found that I really cannot keep up with the pace of producing a bi-monthly podcast episode. Life has just gotten a little bit too busy. But with that said, the Travel To podcast will continue and I will be dropping one episode a month on the fourth Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Now for the business at hand. I already mentioned that in 2021, I visited Africa twice. On the second visit, I escorted a group of 20 people to South Africa. It was my first time visiting the country and oh my goodness, amazing. The country just instantly rose to my number one destination of where I have traveled. Everything from Johannesburg that's known as the city of gold and is the economic capital of South Africa. From there to the rich history in Soweto, which is the home of the beginnings of the apartheid movement and also the home to two, not one, but two Nobel laureates. And you know who they are, Nelson Mandela and Desmond Tutu. And we moved on to the safaris at Krugel National Park. Oh my gosh, I fell in love with animals. It was just, again, truly amazing. And then on to the wine lands in Cape Town. Ooh, this is just a tip of the iceberg in terms of what we experienced. There's really so much that I could tell you, but Rather than tell you, I decided to do the trip again in November of 2022. 
so that you can have a chance to experience it all for yourself. But I'll talk a little bit about that later. Today, I have joining me the tour guide that we had the pleasure of spending our time in, in uh, Cape Town with. Her name is Tabi. She is going to share her knowledge about and her passion for Cape Town. Hello, Tabi. How are you today? I am wonderful and what a great pleasure to see you again, Terry. Yeah, same here. I am super excited about having this interview. I'm kicking off my third season of my podcast and I really wanted to start it with like a recap of my time in South Africa, which by the way, has moved up to my number one destination. You guys, um, you won me over. And so I'm super delighted to have you here today to share um, with my guests about South Africa, more specifically Cape Town. And so please just introduce yourself and tell us about your fabulous uh, profession as a tour guide in Cape Town. Well, first of all, I must tell you how delighted I am that we have made it to number one. <laughs> so I'm pretty about that. And to hear that you're going to be bringing another group to us as well, we are beyond grateful. And yes, I do believe I have the most, the best job in the world, probably because I think I live in one of the most beautiful cities out there. You know, Cape Town has so much to offer. We have nature, we have the fabulous city, and actually it's quite a small city. So if you drive 25 minutes, you're at the beach, or you're in a wine farm, or you are in the heart of the city. So it really depends on what you want. But the most important thing is that I have been living in Cape Town now for 27 years. And it's a city I absolutely love. I cannot imagine living anywhere else in the world. And what a pleasure it is to share a place that I love with all of your wonderful travelers. And I've been doing this now for just about 20 years. Oh, wow. That's, that's, um, that's quite a career span. You know, some people are, you know, in and out of jobs and they change and you know, but I think passion drives, you know, something. So when you're passionate about something and then you get the opportunity to, you know, make it a part of your life and your, your lifestyle, that is a win. And so I absolutely agree. I agree with you 110% because I absolutely love what I do. And also it's not just the people who come and share this um, South Africa with us. I learn so much from all your wonderful travelers as well. So my world becomes bigger all the people I meet as well. So I am so blessed. Yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm sure I, I concur. I agree with everything you said and um, which just heightened my excitement about coming to South Africa for the first time and then having it exceed my expectations. I mean, it really did. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, tell us about that Cape Town experience, because, you know, we got to uh, sample the wine, you know, countries like you mentioned, and then the cities. So tell us about that um, Cape Town experience. What can a visitor expect? Well, it's a very difficult question to answer, because I think that um, quite often 
when people talk about Africa, they talk about Africa and it's a ginormous place, as we all know. It's three times the size of the US and of the United States. Um, but it's such a varied continent as it is. So then within that, um, this amazing ginormous continent where there's so much to offer, Cape Town itself has been voted on numerous occasions one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Mm. And truly, it is the nature. You are you can be in the heart of the city and every time you look up, you can either see a mountain or you can see the sea. It is diverse. You can be lounging at the beach. You can be seeing penguins. Nobody believes there are penguins in <laughs> Africa. That's a strange, bizarre thing, you know? So we really have so much to offer. If people enjoy golf, there's, we actually, when we, when we market our destination, we often talk about um, the, that this is the world in one country because we kind of have it all, you know, and I'm saying in South Africa as a whole, because I'm saying we can do Cape Town, Johannesburg, and then the safari. Yes. That's an amazing, varied trip. So there are numerous highlights, I think, in the product offering that is South Africa, but Cape Town specifically, it's the beauty, it's the wine, it's the food. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, we're definitely going to touch on the food. <laughs> As I can't travel anywhere without having a conversation about the cuisine and, you know, what to expect when I when I visit a place in terms of how it will satisfy my palate. So we will definitely talk about food in, in just a moment. Um, you mentioned the um, the sky and the sea, uh, the mountains, I should say. And of course, Table Mountain is, you know, a big attraction in Cape Town, which um, we narrowly got an opportunity to go up when the group was there because um, I think it was at the winds at that day or something. I believe it may have been the winds, but we made it. We made it up there. And that's the most important thing is that we made it. Yes. <laughs> but it was the wind, actually. We're a slightly windy city. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and in, and as far as the beach, so... Um, as Lisa mentioned, I do plan to return um, in November. Um, we were there slightly around the same time this year um, in 2021, um, but the temperatures were a tad bit cool, which we really didn't expect. So we didn't really get to experience the beach, but I hope to fix that on my next you know, travel there. <laughs> Well, all I can tell you, the weather is giving us all a hard time these days. It's so hard to predict, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, in November, it is actually meant to be very warm. Yeah. You know, in fact, right now, we're having a bit of a heat wave in the middle of February, which is, it's it's a, usually a warm time, yes, but not temperatures this high and for so long, you know. So I feel that the weather these days has become a little bit tricky for everybody out there. Yeah. Um, but it really doesn't matter what the weather is doing so much. You know, when you're going down to the world famous Cape of Good Hope, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if there's a little bit of drizzle. Okay, the chances of rain in November are pretty much nil. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, but it really, I, I think the setting is always so amazing that you always find a moment to still have your aha moments, you know, and that, oh, wow, this is an amazing place. Um, regardless as to what the weather is doing. So I'm glad you made it up the mountain, by the way. I'm always very grateful when people are able to make it. It now being on the list of new wonders of nature. Yeah, so it's yes. thrilling to be there, yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be crossing fingers and toes for the next group that uh, we can definitely make it there easily. Yeah, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful. <laughs> so, um, so for the past two years, you know, this pandemic has been the, just the elephant in the room. There's really no other way to describe it. 
um, especially when it comes to life in general, but even, you know, with travel, the impact has been, you know, pretty big. So um, most recently, South Africa, at least in my opinion, has, you know, had to bear some harsh reactions um, as it relates to COVID-19, especially this most recent variant. Um, and despite the excellent science that comes out of South Africa that I don't know if people are fully aware of it, but you know, you have some renowned scientists in, in South Africa and you know, they were actually responsible for um, making this most recent variant known to the world so that the, the world could be put on notice. But unfortunately, there was an adverse, you know, reaction to that. And so I'd like, you know, just for you to take a moment, because we're not going to spend time on this, because we're going to, we're moving on, you know, but I'd just like to kind of get your sense of, you know, the impact of the pandemic overall, um, as it relates to um, South Africa. And is there anything you'd like to say to kind of set the record straight? Well, I mean, absolutely, it has been very difficult because especially cities like Cape Town, which is very much a tourist city, you know, yeah. like, can you, I can't, I don't know if you can imagine a city which exists on tourism and then suddenly there's nobody there. It's not just the hotels, it's the restaurants. I mean, the, the ripple effect is really, so, the domino effect rather is, is so immense. And tourism is actually 9% of the total GDP of South Africa. So to suddenly have that taken away, is huge. Yes. And um, yes, we do have amazing scientists. I mean, uh, the world's first heart transplant took place in South Africa. Yeah. We all have amazing, amazing doctors. And, you, and I do agree with you that we have been somewhat punished, particularly for this last variant. And, and I can't explain to you why it is that much as we have a high number of cases, we don't have a very high number of hospitalizations, nor deaths. It might have to do with a youthful population. It might have to do with the sunny weather. Nobody's been able to conclusively say why, but I know that we had COVID hospitals that were set up as satellite hospitals because of course we were so worried about the death rates at the beginning of the, of the, the pandemic. And actually lost, most of them were closed down because they were, not, they were never used. Yeah. So we count our blessings, of course, that um, we've been able, to, been able to manage it fairly well. We're a population of about 60 million people, and we haven't even had 100,000 deaths as yet. I mean, all deaths are, are terrible, don't get me wrong. Yes. But bigger you know, scheme of things, our, our deaths and cases haven't been as high as what we anticipated. In fact, as of recently as of two days ago, it's been announced that because we have high number of, of um, people testing positive, but without symptoms. So they're saying if you have no symptoms, then actually you're not even isolating anymore. And I'm not saying that to scare anybody who's coming here. I'm just saying is that for some reason, it doesn't seem to be affecting us as badly. And it might be just as simple as just the weather. We've been having a cooking hot, you know, three weeks right now. So I can't say if that's what it is. Yeah. But um, I do hope that everybody comes back. And not just because um, of the income aspect, because our unemployment levels have, of course, escalated as a result. But just that we miss you. Yeah. We miss it. We have so much to share with you. And honestly, it's every time I hear a, you know, a traveler as I'm walking through the city, it's so exciting. I feel like, oh, my brother's back home from the U.S. My, you know, it's really. So I cannot wait to welcome your group again when you do come in November. 
Yeah, I, I am so looking forward to it. You mentioned um, a few minutes ago about um, golf. And so generally, and you met um, Jandy as my colleague, um, we do a collaboration that includes golfers. And um, we had to postpone our last trip because it was initially scheduled right um, in the midst of the, the hit of the pandemic. So we had to postpone for a year, but we retained nearly all of our group, but we did lose the golf portion. So, um, so we're going to try to revive that. So on our next um, trip in uh, November of this year, we hope to have some golfers on board that will be able to come and experience the, you know, spectacular golf that Cape Town has to offer. And that would be thrilling because we have so many multi-award winning courses. We have Blinks courses, Signature Court, Jack Nicklaus has a number of courses that he's designed here. So, and of course, we have Ernie Els, mm -hmm. Gary Player, these are famous African golfers. Yeah. So, oh, they're definitely going to have a wonderful time. And the courses are all just beautiful. Yeah. Hey, golfers, you, got, you guys hear that? <laughs> you know, let's get on board. <laughs> We're going to do that. Um, so what is um, one thing you think a first-time visitor to Cape Town would be surprised to learn? Despite all they've read, you know, all the books they may have, you know, delved into in preparation for their trip, what's one thing you think they still would be surprised to learn? Well, actually, and I'm, and I'm saying this really from my 20 years of experience as a tour guide, people almost always comment about how they're surprised by our infrastructure. Just the roads are all in very good quality and everything is fairly well maintained. So they're always surprised about that. Yeah. The other one is that they love the food. They say the food mm -hmm. is amazing and it's also what you pay for what you get. That it's really for any foodie, this is heaven. So we're hoping to welcome all our food lovers um, as well. I think those are the two big, big take outside of Cape Town. Okay, so you, we mentioned food earlier. I said I'd get back to it. You kind of segue mm -hmm. into it again. So I'm just gonna, I'm here for it because again, um, cuisine is one of the highlights of my travels wherever I go. I mean, it's part of what makes my vacations great. So yes. tell us um, what's the must have dish when traveling? I can't pick one though. That's a bit difficult to pick okay. just one. We don't have to pick Many. One. You because you realize more than one. <laughs> we have influences from so many different parts of the world as well. Yeah. But if you like a little bit of something spicy, we have a, a dish called Bobodi. And that stems from people who were brought as slaves from the Far East. So of course, it has a very Eastern spicy kind of uh, flavors. Mm -hmm. So that's one of my absolute favorites. Okay. Bobodi. No, it's called Bobodi. Can you tell but us it's what, what it's, it you know, is, yeah. It is like um, a spiced mince, spicy mince, and it has a little bit of raisin, so some sweet in it, or it's, or it's served with a bit of chutneys. It has a bit of sweet with that spice, and it's actually then baked in the oven. Um, and it has, so it has a, this a little kind of like an egg custard almost on top. So it's a bake that you would have with like a spicy rice or something. Oh, okay. I didn't have that. So that has to go on my list to try. I don't, I don't think I had that while I was there. I can create a list as we're going along, Terry. This yeah. is no problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, lips are starting to water. Um, it's almost noon. Well, it's about, you know. Before, before 
Mallorca, one of my absolute favorite things um, is a pumpkin leaf morojo. And morojo is a generic word for like a, like your leafy greens that you'd cook up. I'm not sure what you'd call them in the U.S. Okay. So you can, spinach is a morojo, for example, right? But this one is made of pumpkin leaves. So you peel the pumpkin leaves and then you cook them up with a little bit of marrow with a little bit of cream. Oh, so delicious. Oh, wow. So, so tell me, do you cook? Are you in the oh, kitchen? Absolutely. But I live in the city center of Cape Town, which is great because it means I'm close to work. However, there's certain things I only eat when I go home. You know, when you go home yeah. to where your ancestors are, to where the relatives are from, that's where you eat your proper traditional things. Yes. That's where I'm eating my sheep's head mm. and tripe and things like that. Oh. Because in the city, I must be honest, they're not as easy to get. But for me, they're also part of like my spiritual journey when I go home. So there's certain things that I associate with, with home. And not where I live. I, I, I hope I'm explaining the difference. Sounds yeah, a bit strange. Yeah, absolutely. I think we that's universal in a sense. Because same here. I live in a city in, in Maryland. But when I go home to the eastern shore of Maryland, which is um, located on the water, the bay, I look forward to those home-cooked yeah. Yeah, meals. So yeah, absolutely. I can relate. Yes, definitely. And... Um, so yeah, so food is always important. Um, just a couple other things. We didn't really, you know, talk about them ahead of time or anything, but uh, if I have some younger folk or even some uh, middle-aged folks who like to think they're younger, what what is the nightlife like? <laughs> well, we're a cosmopolitan city. If you want to party, we've got something for you. Absolutely. Um, and also because of the fact that there are people from all over the world and also just our own population. I'd say generally from Tuesday night to Sunday night, there's something happening somewhere. And usually each night there's like, there's a club that that's like the Thursday night place where everybody knows that that's where you need to be because we're actually quite a small, I think people don't expect that either. We're quite a small city and I love that. Because as I was saying, it makes it easier to navigate, just to get around, to do everything you need to do, to see the place, to experience everything. So I do like that we're a small city with a lot to offer, though. Okay. Now, not to be one-sided, um, for my history buffs, my people who love, you know, history and, and just to be able to experience what a destination has to offer, what is that historical site or that um, place on a tour that uh, a history buff would just find, you know, captivating? Well, I think a lot of people have heard about and read about the world famous Cape of Good Hope. And to be able to be standing at the most southwestern point of the African continent with the sign there that shows you've been there, made it, tick off the list, that's a really big, important, um, as a place to, to, to go to. Um, a lot of the because Cape Town is the first town in South Africa. So in terms of European development, this is where it all started. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that history. And unfortunately, I think because of just South African history, um, it's only now more recently that we are all making a concerted effort. And I suppose I'm probably phrasing this incorrectly. Um, but right now, there's a much more focus of acknowledging all the African people who've always been here. You know, the history books are written in one way. Yeah, you know the. 
so I do. There, there are so many African leaders that I feel that we need, we also as people in the travel industry need to make sure we're imparting a lot more of that information. And when you go to a place like Robben Island, yes, we know that Nelson Mandela was in Robben Island for so many years, but all these other Khoisan chiefs, the Zulu King Kitsaya was also in on on Robben Island. There's a lot of history that I feel that um, is not told enough of this region. Okay, all right. So the title of my tour is called the um, Safari and Wine Tour. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to end this conversation without talking about some wine. Um, and we have uniquely South African grape varietal called Pinotage that everybody has to try while you're here. Mm -hmm. I actually love wine. Wine is my other reason. Well, food first. <laughs> I would have second, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but also I studied wine. So that's why I also do enjoy, enjoy the wine tours. Um, so we have lots of very unique South African grape varietals as well. And there's a lot actually to share with you because I think that the grapes that you enjoy in the U.S. are also quite different to what we have here as well. Yes, some things are the same, like your Chardonnays, but some are actually vastly different. So it actually does make, the setting is beautiful, absolutely. But from an educational point, there's a lot to enjoy and learn as well on the winelands. Yeah, the winelands were absolutely beautiful. I mean, the backdrops and in the age of Instagram and capturing that, you know, that perfect place to, to take your selfie or picture, I mean, it, it was it was remarkable. It was, it really was. But so I that thought, was. I think that's our general Cape Town problem, you know, that everywhere you look, the backdrop is too pretty. <laughs> you oh, know? yeah, because you're right. I mean, um, again, um, leading up to Table Mountain, and then even having the ocean behind you, and it was it's just it was so many picturesque moments. And I'm not really a picture and photography type person, but um, we, my husband and some others, they captured just some beautiful pictures. So yeah, very nice. And I can't remember if we made it um, to the Kirstenbosch, the National Botanical Gardens. They also voted one of the top seven most beautiful gardens in the world. Wow. So, and again, what makes them special is the mountain backdrop. Yeah, no, we didn't do that, but I'll, I'll have to make sure we maybe slip that in this time that we come. Sneak <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, let me tell you, Tabby, I certainly miss you as well. It was a pleasure having you as our tour guide in our, um, our Cape portion of the tour. And um, I was so excited that you agreed to come and, you know, just chat with me a little bit. Um, again, this is just part one of um, a two-part series. So, you know, my, my guests are going to be able to hear a little bit about um, Johannesburg and, um, of course, the safari lands, which were as captivating as well. But I think it's wonderful to be able to kick off the conversation um, around Cape Town. And so I really want to thank you for joining me. And I'm so grateful to be here, most definitely. So your group, I remember so vividly because everybody also, we're all dressing up in our African clothes every day and they were so much fun. Yeah. So I hope that more people who are equally fun. It, it made it so pleasurable spending time with everybody and just sharing. So I'm grateful for this opportunity to tell you a little bit about Cape Town 
But I think whatever I've said, I promise you, it is not enough. And as you know, because you've been here before, I think that once people are here on land, just the feeling of being here, and it really is an amazingly beautiful city. Mm. So I hope that you have a nice big group. Your group was huge last time. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. It wasn't a bad size at all, but, um, you know, I hope as well. You know, I want, I, so one of the things that just kind of drives what I do is I like for people to experience the great things that I, or at least what I think are great, you know, to have them experience them too. So yes, by all means, we're, you know, look gearing up, looking forward to coming back and um, reconnecting with you again in person. I'll be ready. All right. Well, thank you very much. And you enjoy the rest of your time and your day. Thank you so much, Terry. Truly. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of season three of the Travel Tube podcast. I'm going to continue my conversation about my amazing tour of South Africa in episode two, where I will have Manuela joining me to talk about Johannesburg and the safaris at Kruger National Park. Be sure to tune in for part two on Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022 at 2 p.m. You know there's always plenty of travel to in store. Tune into your favorite streaming service to ensure you never miss an episode of the Travel To Podcast. And you can always listen on my website, www.farmoretravels.com. You'll also find information there about that 2022 tour of South Africa that's coming up. All the details that you'll need to book your trip. Check out TravelTude on all of your social media outlets. You'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, enjoy your travels and make sure you carry plenty of TravelTude.